Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Matinee Matinee. Today we'll be talking about the Swedish film um, We Are the Best. Yes. Directed by Lucas Moodyson. I'm probably saying that wrong. And that's adapted from the graphic novel Never Good Night by his wife Coco Moodyson. Really? So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a source material for this. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. It feels like a graphic novel source really? material type thing. Yeah. Okay. Why? That's very surprising to me. It didn't feel... I mean, it's a very subdued um, play, uh, movie, as well as the fact that um, it's about music. And you would think that it would be harder to have something okay. that was so central about music being a graphic novel. Although well, I suppose Scott Pilgrim was also a graphic novel. Yeah, and also, I mean, there's a decent number of graphic novels. I'm blanking on one of them, but I just read about one that's, like, totally all based off of music. I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of graphic novels. Like, you know, you don't need to tell me that the comic book graphic novel genre is got a lot of variety it's just not the first thing i would expect you have to admit you know it, it is a yeah. bit surprising that a movie yeah. about music is yeah although i guess for me it kind of makes sense that this comes from a graphic novel because it it kind of meanders in a way like i feel like the pacing is not quite like not quite movie. It, yeah, I guess really I could pacing. see that. Was it was it a comic book that was turned into a graphic novel, or was it a, just a straight up graphic novel? I think it was a straight up graphic novel, novel in kind of like memoir graphic novel style. You know what I mean? Yeah, graphic novel memoir. Graphic novel memoir. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's been translated into English. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, the the basic premise of this movie, I guess we should explain what happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie is about, there's these two, um, like, 11 or 12-year-old, probably. How, yeah, seven, how, seven, they're in seventh grade. Okay, so but 12 or 13-year-old girls who are sort of outcasts, but they're friends with each other, and um, they're hanging out at the rec center, and they're get they're annoyed by another ba- uh, another group of people playing music loudly, so they ask them to sco- stop. And they're told that oh well, if you sign up, then you can you can play too. So or you can play and you can get make them stop playing at some other time. So they sign up to they realize that the band that's playing at the time forgot to sign up, so they sign up and take over the space. But first, get the music stop to stop, and then they start <laughs> really liking it, and then they see someone who um, plays the guitar really well and they wanted to um, get her and get them to join the band. It's another girl. And um, they basically form a band and there's a friendship and, you know, there's fight. The friendship, you know, has ups and downs and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good description of it, which I feel like is not like, you know, I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of movies, though, that meander kind of like this one did that don't come from a source material, but it's like, it definitely feels 
like it could have been adapted from something because it was. Anyway, this sounds like the perfect uh, Arissa Bate like premise. <laughs> it totally is. Where it's it's three girls who are punk musicians, and it's you know in a, from it's in a foreign it's from a foreign country. The the movie is, and it's based on a like like a not well known graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it sounds totally Arissa Bate. For sure. Um, I, when I started to watch this movie, the immediate comparison that jumped into my mind was um, Sing Street, which I think came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, did you did you did you catch Sing Street? No, it's still on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. I know you recommended it. I, I didn't. Predict, I, Sing Street was okay. Um, in some ways, it's a much better movie. This movie is different um, than Sing Street, as in that it focuses a lot more on the friendship between the girls, with sort of the music felt more like an afterthought to me. Or not necessarily an afterthought, but it's... The fact that it's a memoir makes actually makes the film a lot make a lot more sense. Yeah. Where it is kind of meandery, and it's not, you know, so structured, and, you know, friendship, like, you know, Life and friendships don't always follow, you know, a, a, a set plan. They're not, you know, they're, they don't have the same constraint. They don't have, like, the, um, they're not, constra- they're not as clean as art, I guess is what yep. I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I mumbled, yep. mumbled a lot. Um, yeah, so this sort of, this sense that it, it, it's hard to, um, like, you know, life is messy and, when you're, especially when you're you're 12, life isn't so much messy as it is just sort of low stakes that seem high stakes, and I think this movie did a decent job of capturing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's sort of what I liked. As the movie went on, I enjoyed it more. Okay. Um, it is sort of uh, it's it's a period piece ish. Yeah, to, it's set in the 80s, which is far enough away from today. Yeah, and that didn't really... I guess that kind of made... It didn't... I usually like period pieces, but this kind of didn't like strike me the right way, way, right way with that. Well, what what do you usually like about period pieces? And what was lacking in this film? I don't know, man. Like, period pieces are definitely movies that, you know, I don't expect that I enjoy more than other ones, but I I loved, I mean, Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies. The Nice Guys was fantastic. Um, I guess I sort of like the reverence that they pay to the the time that they're representing. Where, you know, for example, in Almost Famous, there's jokes, I mean, it's not a comedy, obviously, but Mm -hmm. there's there's a joke where he... Um, one of the characters jokes another character, oh, you can send me the facts, and we'll get it, like, this fast. Can you believe it? And at some, you know, absurdly slow rate. <laughs> and it, it's kind of like playing a, It's like in Back to the Future, where they sort of play with, you know, technology has changed, and yeah. things were a different way back then. Yeah. And it, there is little that sort of designated this movie as taking place in the 80s, uh, aside from the I fact mean... that punk was dead and disco was big i think so one thing i mean i get what you're saying 
I, I agree. I think that for me, it, it definitely resonated as a period piece and I liked it. I don't know. It kind of like went along with the, what you said earlier, like the innocence bit, not innocence, but how like in our youth, we think things are such a big deal when really they're not like, I don't know. I feel like the eighties because it's in the eighties and like the clothes are, I mean, the clothes also could have been worn now because we're having like a resurgence also, it takes place in Sweden, but, and it's in Swedish, and there's always just, like, this barrier that comes up when you're watching a foreign film where what you might be, what you're seeing might be intentionally unusual, or it just might be foreign, and it's it's hard to know. Yeah, like, I feel like the punk bands that are referenced are all Swedish, and so obviously we have no idea, like, the history around these, you know? Like, the Actually, only thing... Oh, unless you do know these Swedish Oh, I really didn't... That was only I really didn't like about this movie. That it was all about Swedish punk bands? I mean, it, it makes sense, like... Sweden. In a sense, it's, it's you know, it, it's consistent. It makes sense. Like, yeah. Fine, yeah. whatever. But... I think it's kind of cool, because I think it, like... You know, if you're someone who's interested in punk and you like watching movies, you might watch this movie and you might discover, you know, 80s Swedish punk or 70s Swedish punk, you know? I, I, I feel like I've cool. watched a lot of things that are sort of similar to that. Uh, or, like, I, I love watching documentaries about the origins of rap. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's it's something I do that confuses me. Um, something well, that... Yeah. There's, like, I, a, there's like a, a sort of... Expect, there's an ex, expectation of what the sound's going to sound like. There's certain songs you expect to hear, like, parts of that are, like, notable. And I think that's sort of true with, like, I don't, when Almost Famous is about a fictional band. Yeah. Um, but the music felt really real and relatable. Like, it resonated with me a lot more than the Swedish music I heard in this one. Yeah, and that's probably because you are American and grew up in America and not in Sweden. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, and, and you know, if, if I was Swedish, I would have a different feeling about this movie, I, yeah. I mean, several different things about this movie, but presumably our our audience for this podcast probably <laughs> doesn't watch every movie we do, that'll probably affect them <laughs> the same way, like, true, true, there's a certain, yeah, like, I have an emotional connection to a lot of punk songs that come out, that came out in the 80s, or, you know, there's certain cultural, like, landmarks of music that came out in the 80s, and if, and in this this uh, movie, they talk about you know the Swedish equivalent, which is is just that it, it's you won't have the emotional connection to that. You might have some emotional connection to like you know the way it, it sounds like punk, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was I I didn't like that about this movie. That's understandable. I think something. This is kind of related to what you've mentioned, but slightly different I just thought there was a moment in the film where um the main characters are like talking about one of the characters older brother who they say used to be a punk and now all he listens to is joy division and I was like what because like today people would consider joy division like a part of not punk per se but definitely like post-punk like still under an umbrella of punk which I found interesting 
from like a historical perspective to think about how, yeah, I guess at the time, like it obviously sounds so much different than, you know, like the straight up um, bar chords punk that you hear that was like the first punk, you know, that they would consider Joy Division to be different. But like looking back, like people group them together anyway. So I just thought that was really interesting. And like, definitely also made me think about, you know, again, what we were talking about with like, when you're in youth, you kind of like, you know, that kind of like cattiness of like, oh, well, I like this, not that. And like, that's lame. And like, this is better. You know, there's a lot of that in the film. Yeah, which... yeah it's like when I was younger, I got, uh, you know, I got an argument with a guy about how Green Day wasn't really punk, like, you know, yeah. sellouts and stuff. But yeah, like, there's that in the movie, um, uh, something else, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Or something I'd mention is, like, they make music, like, they, they read a song and stuff, but it sounds like 12-year-olds who wrote a song and played the song, <laughs> which, I mean, yeah. That, but that's what they were, though. Yeah, what no, it, it's, I, I would say that's that's a good and bad, like, it's... That's a good thing, I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you can't compare it. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Sing Street. I'm trying to think of a film that it reminds me of. But it's like, I mean, I guess a similar idea would be School of Rock, except they knew how to play instruments at the beginning of that. Like, these girls, the two of them, don't know how to play their, any instruments. Yeah, and it, it, sh- like, like, it's, it shows. It. And it's, it's fine. It shows. But that's also, like, what punk was. Like, um, Bratmobile, they didn't know how to play their instruments, and they just were like, let's just start a band. And then they, like, learned how to play. But, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I would say the, 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 pro, the, the, the thing I enjoyed about this movie is it's authentic in a lot of ways, I would say. Like, it... it it's a me- like I th- the fact that it's a memoir actually. After having watched the movie, makes a lot makes a lot of sense to me, and, and actually mm-hmm. I think makes the me a lot more happy with the movie. I guess. But should it though? Should it? I mean, what's your? I don't know. If I mean, when I, yeah, memoir, I guess like when I started watching the movie, I expected I, ex- I expected well, Swedish Sing Street, and no. it's it's not. And there's a number of things that Sing Street does on a lot grander scale, um, even though that that is also, I would say, a fairly understated movie. Mm -hmm. But there's, I guess, when the movie started, I was expecting a different movie, and it sort of hits tones to what you would expect, where there's these girls, and their home life, one of them's home life isn't great, and... She wants to escape through music and talking to her friends. And that's similar to say, like, that's kind of what happens in Sing Street. But this movie, like, you know, it's the, uh, the acting and the um, cinematography is a lot worse. Um, I guess that's the other thing I really want to, the other thing that really bothered me about this movie, the thing that probably bothered me the most about this movie was um, the shaky cam. I didn't notice it. There's like there's except shots. for one scene. There's a lot of shots to, that are just where like, they're drinking. That's the only scene I can think of where it was like, "Why is this happening?" 
But then I was like, oh, because they're drinking and they're trying to like show us what it's like to be drunk. <laughs> but we already know. I don't Go ahead. Yeah, Continue. this movie, it's got a number, like, you know, it's got a lot, a number of, like, you know, static frames or, but sometimes the camera moves around and it, it mm-hmm. felt like you was handheld, move around, move, moved around in a handheld manner, which, okay. you know, is, is common today because that's an intended effect, like found footage type thing. I guess we were talking about this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but that felt like it was unintentional in this movie and amateurish. Okay. That bothered me a bit when I was watching it. I can totally understand that. Um, but it's just weird because I didn't, like, notice it except for one time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that does get annoying. But definitely I would say, like, if this is, if, if this is not a movie about, like, music as much as it is a movie about friendship. Yes. Um, it's a movie about friendship and teenage girls who are freaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and if you if you go in expecting something different, you'll be disappointed. True. Like yes. I did. I think I was slightly disappointed because I thought that there would be more drama. And I kept, whenever there would be a moment of drama, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. Come on, why are they getting all caught up over issues with these boys? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're 13. Like, <laughs> that's what happens when you're 13. So, like, them hanging out with the boys is kind of funny, too. They, they hang out with some boys at some point. It's really funny because... It's so awkward. They just but don't know what to do. Yeah, super it's awkward. It's so true. Like, it's what it's what happens to everybody. Oh. Do you want to listen to music, Heather? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> this is some good music. Yeah, um... Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. the movie is. Um, what, what other things did you... This movie got, like, phenomenal reviews, too. Yeah, I. that's why it got on my radar. Um, it's something like... I think it was at TIFF, and I... Saw something about it, yeah. Um, it got I like eighties on Metacritic and like I think higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe that's because uh, <laughs> I love how the featured song is "Hate the Sport," which is the song they write. They write one song. Also, I just want to say I too was in a band in middle school, and we did write one song, and I do remember the lyrics. And it's just as lame as what you would expect a middle school song to be about. Well, it's abort the sport. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just a lyric in it was abort the sport. Well, I yeah. mean, maybe it's hate the sport. I don't know. That was also um, something that was interesting where, like, they're singing this song in Swedish and, like, the translate, like, the subtitles rhymed as well. And I was like, yeah. uh, you got me, man. I wonder, like, is it on, Is did they record a full track? I, I mean, I don't think these act these actresses underwent any like instrumental training, <laughs> except for maybe I, the person who plays Hedwick, who's the person yeah. who learns guitar. The guitarist definitely knows how to play the guitar. Um, oh my god, that's the thing. There were so many. So, like I said, I think I expected more from this movie, but I was happy with what I got. But 
there were some parts that I was just like, this is perfect. Um, one of them being when the guys, so they, like Matt explained, they, they have a practice space in like a local community, um, you know, the rec center. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) the, the guys who run the rec center, um, tell them about like a talent show or just like a talent showcase at another rec center. And, um, so the, the girls who they call a girl band and (laughs) they're like, we're not a girl band. And he's like, but you're all girls in a band. And she's like, yeah, but we're not a girl band. And then the, the other band that, um, you know, that they don't like, but that plays much better than them is like, well, what are we supposed to call you a boy band? And the girls are just like, what the fuck? And I was like, yes, this is still like something a lot of people get upset about. Um, how girl bands have to be girl bands, but bands with all guys are not called boy bands. Um, okay, some of them are. Only some. But um, the what I actually wanted to say was, and so then the, the guys who run the rec center are like, okay, you guys are going to come with us to this talent showcase. Let's show you how to play your instruments. And um, so they show Hedwig how to play the electric guitar but she's like I already know how to do this and like blows them away like she plays better than they do I just thought it was just hilarious and then okay the film ends I don't know do I want to ruin the way the film ends I'll just tell you I liked the way the film ended like the last at that talent showcase that's like the one of the last major scenes I feel like they were like were the epitome of punk in that moment yeah, so, they were yeah, yeah. For like thirteen-year-olds, what are you gonna yeah, do? Like, yeah, yeah, the epitome of punk for for thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that statement. Yes. Yeah. So I I just thought that was, you know, I think the film kind of meandered a bit, but there were some really cute moments and really real moments. I I think that I I, I think this movie was targeted at a younger audience than people in their mid-twenties. Yeah. Um, or and, an older audience, like people who forgot what it was like to be a teen, maybe, and, like, want to remember. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I if I had an 11-year-old daughter, I I would consider watching this movie with her. Um. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's 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 decent for what it is. Um, it's not. I didn't think it was particularly remarkable. Um, and it's not. Yeah, it 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 wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Agreed. What other themes are? I mean. Are there other other things that we are worth talking about in this movie? No, I think I think we talked about the most I don't want to say the most important ones, but the most kind of striking ones. I mean, it's about teen teen friendship, 
you know, being an outcast and, um, I mean, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot happier than like, say freaks or geeks, freaks and geeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. Yeah. It, this person had a, a mixed childhood and this is some of her positive memories in a memoir form adapted into the movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty successful for, for that. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's not something that I would choose to go out of my way to see, probably. Yeah. I mean, I did choose to go out of my way to see it, but... Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, and you I chose me to go out of my way to see it, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was fine. I didn't think it was super compelling. It wasn't painful to watch. Agreed. Agreed. It was um, kind of like, you know, a pleasant hour and a half. Okay. 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 Radiance time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, I probably I probably give it a, a low three. Um, it's a decent movie. Um, yeah, I, not I. It's not a movie you have to check out, but. If you watch it and expect, you know, if you watch it with a, with a teenage girl, a young teenage or preteen girl, she might enjoy it, and mm-hmm. you might bond over your choice in Swedish film. And I don't know. That's sort of my take on it. Agreed. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, matinee, matinee. Manatee, manatee. Have a nice day.